Hello, Wrench Lifers. It's been a minute, but I'm here. For the five people that might listen to this, we're going to talk about perspectives. Because things are real crazy right now. And it's crazy that we've been talking about how crazy things have been for God knows how long now. But shit's crazy. And, um... Sometimes, you know, you, you just got to, like, relax, take a deep breath, and you just got to take a little time. Got to take a little time. Got to take some time to think things over. There's so much information out there now in the COVID space. You're here. Misinformation, disinformation, reinformation, proaffirmation. What does it all mean? It's so hard to decipher any noise from the static. And I think it's just really important to put things in perspective. Let me sip of water here. Like, just because someone says something that's completely untrue, it doesn't mean everything they say is untrue. Right? You have to take in the best available data and put that into the best context you can. For example, there was... Robert Malone and Peter McCullough that were on Rogan. And they kind of represent one side of the conversation. And everyone, not everyone, but a lot of the people I am friends with or see on the internet who are all on that side of this um, situation, the argument, they're like, look, look at the data. Look at what he's saying. Finally, someone who's speaking the truth. And... You know, there were some things I thought were a little, uh, you know, really? I said that to myself. Listen, really? And how am I supposed to know, you know? And then you get the mainstream narrative, and there's some people that are just moving in, in lockstep with the mainstream narrative. Whatever the talking heads on TV say is just must be the truth. And where do you decipher the reality Can you really sublet your existence to people on TV and the news? Because all life is is, is, is is balancing risks. Life is nothing but assessing issues, minimizing damages, and moving forward in a way that is good enough for you today, but will be even better for you down the road. It's called time preference. It's how um, important you view the fear future self 
versus you. And the reality is there's one person that you make more economic transactions than everyone else combined. And just to give you context, economics is simply put the study of costs and benefits. Doesn't have to be money, but costs and benefits. And that person you make more transactions with than anyone is, in fact, your future self. So it's in your best interest to take in as much available data as you can and analyze it to the degree that you're capable of and make the choice, the informed choices that are best, that you believe are best for you. And I do not think subletting that job out to someone else 100% is the right move. Subletting out a lot of it is the right move, right? It's like you have, it's like you have access to hundreds of consultants, right? They're doing lots of reporting, uh, and you have to make that, and they're giving you risk assessments, and you have to put that in context with your life and your loved ones and, and, and move forward on that. And it's not easy. What is easy is just look at what they tell you to do and just do it and follow it blindly and to yell at others for not doing what you're doing. And then you get to carry that feeling of moral superiority by saying, oh, well, I'm doing the right thing. I'm following the science. So what I'm trying to get at is you have to understand understand perspective and your perspective and put things into perspective and look at the counter perspective. The reality is if you really want to test your beliefs on a particular matter, you will find the most, you'll find the best information in the biggest gaps in your thinking, which will be find, found in the most competent person arguing the counterpoint. And that's what I do all the time. Well, actually, I, I gen- tend to have fairly moderate views on most things, but I like to look at both sides, find, you know, watch this video and then watch a video of someone debunking or breaking down what's wrong in there. And everyone's carrying biases. The interviewer, the person, the person debunking, and me. And I think the what checking perspective really boils down to is checking your biasy. It's so easy to find affirmation in things when you've already had your mind set on, well, this is the answer. Like everyone that's really anti-vaccine there just isn't data that supports the vaccine being unsafe. There's certainly risks. There's certainly costs and benefits of it. And there's a lot of data on that, some of it conflicting. But the, the, the assurance some people have in how bad this vaccine must be it's just not backed up by data. 
And then they say, oh, well, look at the, the VAR system. And that data is, there's definitely something there. And it's kind of weird. The other side of it's like, oh, no, no, that's fine. It's like, no, there's definitely something there. I think what people really get upset about is that oh, it's like, oh, you sold me a vaccine that's going to keep me from getting sick. And then I still get sick. It's like, so what are you selling me? Is it snake oil? And then that gets extrapolated into, well, this vaccine can't be good. And then it's probably dangerous and I'm never going to get it. Okay. Your body, your choice. Is that the best of it? Use of best. Is that the best uh, choice to make with available data? It might be. It might be. Probably not. So what I've done today is I've kind of put together three analogies that represent um, three or at least two different perspectives or actually four technically. And I think they're just, they just, they're useful to think about because it's much easier for most people to wrap their head around some analogies or stories or narrative to make sense of a situation. Because if I tell you you're biased, you're going to be like, no, screw you. I'm not biased. You know, and the reality is that we're all highly biased. So I'm going to give you three analogies, and they're all relative to a pot. Not that kind of pot. A cooking pot. And I remember where I heard each one of these statements. But they give you a lot of perspective. So statement one is the pot is defined not by itself, but by which it holds. And that is a statement of potentiality. That is a statement of how much of a, you know, a blank slate people can be. You're not defined by what you are. You're ultimately defined by what you can be. Statement two is almost the same statement, but you could say a pot is only defined by what it contains, which is more of a statement of stagnation and nihilism. Like, you are what you are, and that's it. It, it turns a blind eye to the fact that there can be something else in that pot later. Sorry. I see a lot of young people, especially young men, who get stuck in this statement. Where it's like, I am what I am, and that's what it is, and that's it. And uh, that's not, it's not a good place to be. And the last statement is uh, just a new take on a classic, which is, is the pot half full or is the pot half empty? And I'm probably not going to go too far into that one because I think it's pretty obvious. So let's dive into the first statement. The pot is defined not by what it holds. Wait, I said that wrong. <laughs> the pot is defined not by itself, by what it holds. I know I'm going to try to read something I wrote and probably botch it all, but 
This speaks to the endless endeavor of human creation and human potential. Suggested reading, The Happiness Hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt. That book really speaks to how humans find fulfillment in, in, in deep interconnectedness. The book and, and this statement, they both call to the deeper you that you can be. Although it may feel like it, you are not just a node in the network of society. There are lots of people who have not chosen their own path in life. They are just swimming in the mainstream. They are in the path of least resistance. They took the path most traveled. And, man, it's just kind of sad. I think the reality is, is society needs a lot of um, people who are worker bees. But there's just so much potential that is just left out there because people just don't aspire to anything else. It's like out of, out of high school, you go to college. When you're in college, you meet a girl. As you get close to graduation, that's probably the girl you stay with, <laughs> you know, you guys move in together. You're both looking for a career. Once you finally lock in career paths that are at least have some longevity to it, well, we're going to buy a house. And then once you buy the house, and maybe about six months later, well, we'll start having, getting pregnant. Then once you have one kid, you're like, oh, well, how many kids is the right amount of kids to get? And you're like, okay, well, maybe. Well, you should have a friend. So then all of a sudden you have two kids, and you're like, oh, shoot. Well, well then we need probably need a vehicle that could hold two kids. And, and then all the next thing you know, it's like you're nearly 40, and all you've done is whatever else is done. And if that's your life, when the man on the TV says, this politician is bad, these policies are correct, this is how you handle COVID, you say, yes, I will do everything that you say and believe everything in which is put in front of me based on which channel I have decided to put on the TV. That's sad. Life is much better when you're not swimming in the mainstream, when you're not taking the path of least resistance. The pot is defined by what it holds. And if you're just holding water to boil for your pasta because it's cheap and convenient, it's going to be bland. It's going to be boring. This statement kind of also is similar to like it's on the inside that counts and it's like actions speak louder than words. <sighs> you have to, when I say, when it's about what the pot holds and all these statements, you have to cultivate values and your values have to be in accordance with your goals. You have to fill the pot with all the values you strive for and prepare a dish that embodies your goals which tastes richly of your values. These things have to work together. You all know people who say they want something or care about one thing, whatever it may be, and then you see their actions in the real world, and you're like, huh, 
Well, that kind of doesn't make sense. And then the things that they manifest in their life don't work out for them. And it's incredibly difficult for you to see that. You could see someone else do that. Like you'll, you'll have people, you'll, you'll maybe you know uh, a person who says, you know, I just want to find the right partner and settle down. But then it's like they're just hooking up on, on the dating apps and seeing different people and uh, habitually uh, will be talking to one person while they're kind of the other person they're dating thinks they're dating. And it's like, well, you say you want this. You say your goal is this. But clearly the values you have are not in accordance with these things. And, well, that's, that's a disaster. And that's wrong. And that's why your life will never get better. You have to... Like, God, the COVID thing is so funny because people, we have now radically changed li our lives and our society in the name of, of health, right? But what the heck do people do for their health on a regular basis? The answer is virtually nothing. My life has been, has been based around my health and my mental and physical health and, the, you know, the books I read, the activities I do, the... The, the foods and things I don't allow myself to indulge in. And now everyone's like, it's like they kind of are flirting around the same thing, but are will, unwilling to make the sacrifices like not eating sugar, the sacrifices like actually changing their diet, the sacrifices like getting fresh air, sunlight, and exercise. They're like, nah, nah, nah. Give me, give me a mask. Actually, give me two masks uh, three boosters, uh, and then make everyone else at my job get fired if they don't get vaccinated. Yeah, that'll that'll that that'll that's gonna make you healthier. Like that's not gonna make you healthy. That might in in you stack all those things together and and your percentage the likelihood of you getting COVID uh, is smaller. It's not gone. That is not the the. The things the COVID response would be definable as the values are kind of not in line with the goals. Like you have to kind of pervert them a, a, bit, a little bit to get to some place that has some sort of like logic. But you know, whatever. I digress. The pod is not defined by itself, but what it holds. What I'm saying is be the best you you can be. Take all the information you could find about issues that are, um, you know, perturbing you like COVID stuff and, and, and put as much in your pot as you can. Take as much of that data in as you can. Try to break it down. Don't just put, don't just dump one ingredient in and be like, that's it. That's the recipe. We're done here. It's over. That's tough. You're defined by what you can be, what you can hold. So be the best you you can be. And let's move on to the second statement. The second statement, a pot is only defined by what's in it. The state, statement of nihilism. There's so much nihilism. The pot is defined only by what it contains. This speaks to that uh, time preference, which I talked about earlier, where it's like, you versus your future you. 
you're not thinking about how much this pot can contain later. Maybe it's true we're born with different shaped pots that can hold varying levels of, of ingredients, right? Maybe we have, or maybe there's a ceiling. We all have a different, maybe this, and the ceiling varies. But it is endless what you can put into that pot, the things you can create with that pot, right? This nihilistic perspective is just so toxic. It's this mindset where I am what I am, life is what it is, so fuck it. And it is a highly toxic, highly pernicious, and highly contagious element of our current society and social slash political climate. I think it's always been. I think people have this natural bias to think that the time that we're in is particularly worse or particularly special. Like, oh, we've never been in a time like this before. It's like, yeah, really? Do you know about every time that's ever existed? You know only about your time, and it's the time you live in, so you're going to be pretty inclined to think that there's something unique and special about that time. Suggested reading. The Revolt of the Public and the Crisis of Authority in the New Millennium. <clears throat> this is a fantastic book. This book was written before Trump, before Brexit, and it predicted all of this stuff. And generally, you've seen this really explode in the COVID era, right? So I'll give you an example. The book breaks down society into like three three groups. And you have kind of the people that still blindly follow the narrative. The people, you know, these are the people that, you know, go for all the propaganda. These are the, uh, you know, the F you do what they tell you people. Then you have these people in the middle, which are somewhat skeptical. Some of them are too busy to care. Some of them can swing into either camp. And then the third camp is the nihilists. And these people get dispossessed by the system. And I'll give you a perfect example, right? Fauci says, do not buy masks. <laughs> you know? And everyone's like, oh, okay. Let's not get masks. Then it turns out, well, shit. You should have got a mask. Masks work, apparently. Then now we're like, oh, well, uh, how about two masks? And then here you are. Here's a, here's a normal person going, whoa, whoa. Shut the front door here. What's going on? How are you going to tell me not to get a mask? Not only not to get the mask. You tell me the masks are not effective. Don't do it. Then later you're like, oh, no, actually, they are effective, but we just needed them for uh, people that need them, which are people that are more important than you. And you're like, whoa. So you lied to me. You withheld, you intentionally withheld important information to me. You denied me the chance to make this decision for myself, whether I care about healthcare workers or whatever. It only takes one, one of these instances where you see a blaring paradox, a blaring uh, hypocrisy, and you say, whoa, how can I believe anything these people say? Then you don't believe anything at all, whatsoever. Then you become nihilistic. Then you fall 
you may fall victim to some conspiratorial thinking because you're like, well, if that wasn't true, and then this wasn't true, and then they said it couldn't have been a lab leak. Now it's like, oh, it might be a lab leak. It's like, well, none of it's true. And what this book points out is that back in the day, there was like three TV stations and there was like 10 and there was 20. So you went from one, one viewpoint to like a few viewpoints. And then the internet came around and one guy, one person, it could be you, can see some news article on ABC, say, it doesn't sound right. Get on your uh, computer, Google something up and go, oh, wow, they're wrong. Here's, you know, one study that says otherwise and you go on facebook or your blog or wherever and you post to go hey guys abc said this look at this study it's not true then everyone goes well what the heck nothing they say can be true and then the whole system starts to erode so the revolt of the public and the crisis of authority in the new millennium is basically all these little things all these you know all the all these these the straw that breaks the camel's back right all these things are building up and all and you see and you start to see all the glaring lies and hypocrisies and paradoxes in the mainstream narratives and then you cannot believe anything and then you're like well screw it i'm just going to vote for trump screw it i'm going to go for brexit f it i'm going to go burn some stuff down cuz whatever nothing matters right so who cares very toxic it's very easy to get sucked into this. You really need to pull yourself back. Think about it. Take a little time. Put things in, con in, in context. Think about your future self. There, it is true that there's only so much you can do. And it's kind of like the government and the masses and the media are just going to kind of do what they're going to do. And what you have to do is do what's best for you and just try to live your life and not get sucked up into the, into the system and not get sucked into being nihilistic because if you're nihilistic, if you are nihilistic, it's not going to help. Nihilistic people are not fun to be around. And obviously no one's 100% nihilistic. You're like, you know, 10% then 15, and then 20, and then 30. And as you become more and more nihilistic, you start to believe less and less matters. You become more and more pessimistic, and you become someone people like less. And that manifests into all your relationships around you. And the next thing you know it, you're losing friends. You can't talk to your family. And, and, and it's like, well, everything on the news is fake. My family won't talk to me. Everyone's crazy. And it's all just stupid. And then you find yourself stressed the fuck out. And... What is that doing for you? Is that, good? Is that a strategy for long-term success? <sighs> it's dangerous. It is. Man. I'm going to read a little bit what I wrote about this because I was just like riffing there. Nihilism is so rampant right now in the face of the mandates and the, the feeling of the, the government is flirting, flirting with tyranny, which is happening. If you, don't, if you don't see the little pieces of authoritarianism, of totalitarianism in, in the COVID response, you're missing the full context. You can argue that some of the 
responses are active. No, are appropriate. You could argue that. But what you can't argue is that there is a totalitarian sentiment at the bottom of this somewhere. And it reminds me of a quote we broke down in episode 22 from Wrench Life from uh, the Ludwig von Mises book. We, we broke down this quote, and it was that everything that the state is capable of doing, it does by compulsion and through the application of force to suppress conduct dangerous to the existence of the social order is the sum and substance of state activity. It is in the state's best interest to suppress conduct that is dangerous to the existence of the state. So how much, how much of what's happening is because they want you to be not sick or because they want there to be social order because they retain control? And the only way, as the quote says, the only thing the government can do, it can do through compulsion and force. I see a lot of people beaten down by propaganda. You should probably read Propaganda by Bernays, Edward Bernays. He's the father of modern marketing. If you can't question something, it's, it's not science. It's propaganda, man. It's re- almost everything is propaganda. It's really tough, man. Really tough. Which brings me to my last statement on, the, on this podcast, which is, is it half empty or is it half full? And kind of like the first statement was the half full, the other statement was the half empty. I think it's really important to be a realist, realist here and gauge, is it half empty? Is it half full? The reality is it's actually never half. It, it, you know, maybe it's three, you know, it could be, it could be two thirds empty, but you're like, hey, one third full, baby, one third full. You have to do the best you can do with what you have with your goals in mind. I don't know if I really have much to add about that because I kind of, after describing both sides of it through these other statements, it's kind of all been out there. It's just, man, you got to take it. You got to have... You just got to have perspective on things. You could look at your situation on as negative or positive, and you probably should, and you should play both of those scenarios out in your head. Well, I stay real negative about this. Where am I going to go? Stay real positive of it. Where am I going to go? And if you think those two places are the same way, you're stuck in a nihilistic state. You... You got to have goals, man. If you think the state you live in is crazy, like whatever, like the like physical, not the federal state, like the individual state, you can move. I uh, know I can't. Why not? I can't afford it. Why can't you afford it? If you really think getting away from the whatever laws or mandates in your state are really that bad, but you're unwilling to make a financial sacrifice to save up and move, then you're just lying to yourself. If it mattered, you'd do it. 
the reality is state to state, it's really not going to be that different. It's what happens inside the walls of your house. Inside the skull of your head. Those are the things that really matter. Those are the things that affect whether you're defined by what you can hold or only what you can hold or only who you are or what you can be. You decide how fulfilling your life can be, how fulfilling the things around you can affect you. And being nihilistic is going to be nothing but catastrophic for your mental health and for everyone around you. And then they're not going to, the people around you aren't going to respond well to that. And that's going to send you more signals that the world sucks and it's just not going to help. And at the same time, if you're you know, a hypersensitive COVID double masker and you haven't done a dozen things that you used to enjoy before the lockdown, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that your mental health has really deteriorated in the last two years. And maybe you should take that into consideration and you need to balance the risk versus reward. I look at your age, your uh, physical health, and decide, you know what? Maybe my risk of COVID is a little bit higher if I do do X, Y, or Z, but my mental health will be much better if I actually just did maybe just X. Maybe Y and Z is too much for me. But you, what's that quote? Those who are willing to sacrifice security for freedom deserve neither. It's kind of like that. Maybe not that extreme. My life didn't really change too much with COVID. It's probably better, to be honest, because so many businesses that got overtly political, I've decided I'm not going to support them. And that turned into me just not spending, I just spend a lot less money now because every business has decided to get overtly political. That's a discussion for a different podcast. But anyway, this is coming from a place of love. If you're one of the seven people that listen to this, I hope this gives you some context. If it did, let me know. You know, Share it with someone who you think might need to hear some of this stuff. And uh, if any point in time during, if you made it this far, well, congratulations. Thank you. I love you. Uh, if, if any point in time that time in this podcast, I said something that triggered you and you're like, oh, well, what about? It's like, that's not what this is about. If you have any bit of, oh, well, what about issue in you, then you probably need to ease up on that a little bit because this has been kind of right down the middle. It's about the perception. It's not, not about the details, or the specifics. This is from a place of love and empathy, caring. And the world changes. The changes in the world start with you. So you should start changing you to be a better you because we're all better off if you're the best you that you can be. So why don't you do that for yourself, not for me. Do it for your future self because your future self is going to love your past self for all those things you do that make your future a better and brighter and more loving place. Just think about that. Think about the things that you could do today that two years from now you could say, wow, I remember that snowy day in January where I said, you know what? I'm going to 
I'm going to go to the closest park. I'm just going to go for a walk, get some fresh air. And then that started, it, it just changed. It's, from there, I started walking on a regular basis. And now I've walked X amount of miles a year and my life is so much better. The, the, my connection with nature, my, the, the fresh air, it's just, it all starts with one action on one day. So just do something, man. Just rent your life one little thing at a time. Thank you for listening. And, uh, I don't know. Got a little emotional right there. <laughs>